we just had the World Club Challenge, of course, Wigan 16, Penrith 12. We only got to watch it intermittently during the show, but our next guest, he was all over it. Phil Gus Gould joins us. Gus, good morning, and we're getting a lot of SMSs from um, fans saying that the Panthers didn't get the rub of the green. What was your take on the World Club Challenge? Good morning, Gus. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Yeah, uh, incredible game, first of all. I mean, it's one of the best World Club Challenge games I've ever seen. Uh, the Wigan boys were outstanding. The crowd was outstanding. It would be a great experience for those young Panthers players. Um, mm. They got a couple of good calls, a couple of lucky calls. They also had an unlucky call against them, Wigan, as well. But uh, they've managed to hang on and win the game 16-12. to 12. The video referee had a decision to make on the bell. Um, Panthers looked like they might have scored in the corner through tail and May. It was ruled that he was held up over the line. The referee said no try, and they couldn't get an angle to work out whether or not the ball had touched the line. So it was ruled no try, and Wigan hung on. There was only one try in the second half. That was scored by Wigan. They held Penrith scoreless in the second half, so they deserved their victory. And... Um, um, it was a try that was controversial. I still don't think they've got to the line, but um, the video referee ruled that <clears throat> he had no reason to overturn the on-field referee's decision, and they awarded the try. So Penrith were unlucky on both calls, and I guess that's why their fans feel a little bit aggrieved. Fair enough. Yeah. It's Phil, it's Neil Breen here. You were calling the game for Channel 9. You know that try at the end? Did you think he'd made it to the line? I knew he got to the line. I didn't know if he got the ball down. It looked yeah. to me like they'd held the ball up. Um, and to be honest, he didn't look all that confident himself. Uh, uh, the young fullback for Wigan, Dry Field, who saved... Well, that was the second try he saved in the second half. He tackled Taylor May just short of the line earlier in the game in one of those brilliant cover-defending tackles. Um, but right on full-time, Taylor May got to the line. Abbas Miski, the Wigan winger had a handle on him and Dryfield has got in underneath them and between them they've been able to get a foot, an elbow and a hand underneath the ball and once he was over the line, the ball was up. It's just whether or not it touched the ground at some part during the motion. They couldn't find an angle to support that and uh, the game was decided probably two or three minutes after the siren it sounded uh, with a no-try result and Wigan held on 16-12. Fair enough. Hey, Gus, I know you're in between uh, meetings, so I really appreciate you coming on. But just quickly, um, we're the countdown now to the NRL season next week launches, of course, in Vegas. But the Bulldogs might have lost the other night against the Sharks 12-6, but a lot of good signs for Dogs fans, I think, Gus. Yeah, they've, they've tried reasonably well, um, mate. I, it's, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's still going to be a tough year. Um, we're still in that part of our phase, but... We've got some nice players at the club. It'll take a while for combinations to work in attack. What I'm really happy about is, A, the culture within the club at the moment, the work ethic, how hard they've worked, the spirit within the group, the togetherness that they've got, and their defensive resolve looks as though it's improved a lot. Now, that's going to be tested unless they can start to score some points. It's no good having the best bowlers in the world, and if you can't, if your batsmen don't score runs, we've got to learn to score points, and that's where the combinations are going to have to play together and spend some time at the crease together. Um, yeah, the, the attack was very clunky, uh, but it was a good quality trial. Uh, it was mm. one try all, and then late in the game we dropped the ball and the Sharks picked it up and scored. So um, the, the Sharks have beaten us by 40 or 50 the last three times they've played us. Uh, so to 
you know, keeping for that closer yeah. game on the eve of the, the was, a, was an encouraging performance. I think one of the things, Phil, since you went to the club was the enormity of the calls that have been made with regards to players and player movements and roster turnover. And we had one of those big calls again this week when Stephen Crichton was appointed captain of the team for season 2024, obviously brings with him the Penrith winning culture. What was the reasoning behind it? Yeah, a number of reasons. But you would have to be there to see the immediate impact he's made since he got there. First and foremost, like last year, uh, the coaches made the call to have dual captains in Reed Marnie and Matt Burton. Yeah. Uh, both of whom had never captained a team before, and it was probably before their time. But we really had little other choice. Josh Jackson, if you remember, had retired um, in the off-season, the previous one. He was the club captain for a number of years. We didn't have a ready-made captain. Uh, Reed Marnie was new to the club, and Matt Burton's still very young, but... Um, Cameron Terrell, they thought they could help each other through the through the season. It was a difficult year for the club. Stephen Crichton, off the back of four consecutive grand finals, three premiership wins, a World Cup final, and the type of person that he is, the personality that he is, and the impact that he's had since he's been there has been quite um, spectacular. You had to see it in the leader. I, I knew Stephen Crichton as a young fellow when I was at Penrith. He was a, a kid coming through the junior rep system, you know. Um, to look at the man that he is today, the young man that he's in today, it's been a, um, he's, he's quite a special human being. And uh, when Cameron sort of raised it, I said, well, you do what you want to do. But um, Stephen Crichton was all for it. Matt Burton and Reed Marnie were all for it. Uh, it was a popular decision with the players. It's a big ask for one so young, but we've signed him for a long period of time. And uh, he's an influential player and... That's the decision we've gone with. It's, it won't be easy for him, but he's such a... Um, trying to find the worst to describe him. He's such a professional, classy young man. Great communicator. He's all about the team. He's all about helping other players. He he came back long before he was due back. Uh, players get a lot of holidays these days. He came back long before that. He was at training sessions, encouraging younger players. He spent a lot of time with the young blokes. And, his own work ethic rubs off on everybody else, so um, it was a logical choice. Yeah, and I, and I think, um, like, he'll bring that Penrith culture with him. He always hasn't had his own way. Gus, he, he's got into Origin Arena, uh, hasn't always gone his own way. So it's not as if he was just, like, mm-hmm. on this passage to start him with everything he did. Like everyone else, he's had ups and downs, and maybe that's just what the Bulldogs need, you know, a bloke who just knows how to win. I can tell you a little story about him. When I was at Penrith, he was a young fella, and we were picking summer training squads for, I think, the SG Ball, under-18s at the time. And they picked a squad of 45, and Stephen Crichton didn't make it. He was player number 46, and our recruitment manager out there, Jimmy Jones, is a great judge, said, oh, I really want Stephen Crichton in the side. And all the selectors said no. And uh, I said, well, Jimmy, have we ever had 46? said, no. And I said, well, why can't we have 46? I said, have we got a, have we got a spare tracksuit? And Jimmy Smiles said, yeah, I'll get him a tracksuit. And, and that's Stephen Crichton to a T. Like, he was never... He, he's he's worked for everything that he's got and he yeah. deserves everything that he got. It hasn't been easy for him at all. And uh, even finding a position. I mean, he played wing. He played left wing, right wing, left centre, right centre, full back. Played 5-8 for some hour. I mean, he's been moved around a little bit. He's still only... 
you know, 23, 24 years of age, he's achieved so much um, in a short period of time and he's got so much of his career ahead of him. Penrith's loss is certainly Canterbury's gain. Uh, Gus, just finally, I know you, you're pressed for time, but the Vegas experiment, I've been discussing it with Breeny this morning, and he thinks it's definitely worth a crack. Your view? Yeah, I, my, my only thing, mate, is that we, we've got to keep going back. We're not going to put a dent in it in one year. Yeah. Um, it's not about this one visit. You know, If they're going to commit to this, they're going to do it for the next 20 years. This is just the embryo stage of something that could develop down the track. Now, people say, oh, well, it's pie-in-the-sky stuff, or, you know, the Americans won't take to it. Well, you know, let's see what they're saying in 20 years' time. And in 20 years' time, we might be very glad that someone took the initiative to go down this track. You, you, know, it, you know, why not give it a shot? Yeah. Why not see how we go? It's, will it have a huge impact over there now? Probably not. But if you keep turning up and you keep putting on a show and we keep sending the best teams there and the best product, and as Peter Volandis is hoping, they start to gamble on it, which would be great revenue for the game, well, then it'll be job done. You know, you've got to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. You've, exactly. you've got to start somewhere. There are, there are plenty of expat Australians living in the U.S., and, um, and I think Americans will be drawn to this game once they can understand it and once they've seen plenty of it. I think getting it on Fox Sports 1 over there, the main channel, sports channel over there in the US, cable channel, I think it's a big coup. Um, and obviously had the support there for Peter Landis to do that, but um, who knows? Mm. It's not about what, what we do now. It's not even about the next three or four years. It's, they've got to go there for 20 years. They've got to commit to it and keep doing it. Exactly. If you just go for a couple of times, you won't have the impact. Gus, just for the Bulldogs fans, you said to expect another tough year. Won't be all go your way. Have you got a pass mark for this season? Well, for me, you know, the Bulldogs over the last five or six years have, won, have lost a lot of games by very big scores. And at the end of the year, the difference between their points scored and their points scored against has been mammoth. Um, they've won a, you know, a couple of wooden spoons in that time. And it's even last year, they were beaten by some big scores because we didn't have the depth in our roster and we had a lot of injuries and... You know, we're slowly trying to improve that. We're working very hard on the Pathways program. Uh, I just want to see more consistency in the effort and the, you know, I want to cut down the difference between our best and our worst. And at the end of the year, I hope the gap between our points scored and points against is a, a lot better than it's been in previous years. That, that's, for me, the pass mark. Where that puts us on the table, I don't really care and I don't know where that'll be. You know, there's a lot of things that'll affect that. But it's internally just being the best that we can be every day and going out and putting in for 80 minutes every week, which, um, to be brutally honest, we our club hasn't been able to do for a long period of time consistently during the course of the season. Um, we've got to set the standard somewhere. Really happy with our Pathways programs and how the junior rep teams are going. I know that our future team is now in the building with the young fellas we've got coming through. Got some outstanding young talent. Um, but it's going to take time and it's going to be tough. Uh, we just need to get tough with it. And the off-season that they've had and the way they've trialled, I'm hoping that'll be the case. Uh, well, Phil, for the Bulldogs fans out there, there is reason for optimism. I really appreciate you coming on this morning. Best of luck in 2024, and thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning, Thanks, Phil. Gus. Good on you guys. Bye-bye.